Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What's up, Fungal Associates? Welcome to Completely Arbitrary, the podcast about trees and other related topics. I am one of your hosts. My name is Alex Croson. I'm also a host. Sorry. I, I, I'm here. I'm Casey. Casey Clapp. Hi, everyone. Hello, Casey. Well, Alex, there's some propaganda out there I need to talk about real fast. Oh, there's my some, God. Some people saying I like apples, and I just want to say demonstrably here, no. I saw the propaganda that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. want to explain what happened? Well, I'm dating this woman. Her name's Carrie. Uh-huh. And she <laughs> has been spreading slander uh-huh. uh, because I have uh, I have eaten apples, okay? I have. I do. Wow. I eat apples because it comes in my CSA. I signed uh-huh. up for the fruit thing, and they come. There's and always that's... an excuse. The person you're dating. Yes, Posted a Valentine's Day post, yes. appreciation post. It was such a delight. She's it was very delight. sweet. Yeah, but and it's it said here. This is Casey. He likes to do this, and mm-hmm. then you would swipe to the next one. He likes to do this. It's like mm-hmm. adventure, you know. Yeah, and then there was a third one, and it was you eating an apple, <gasps> caught in the act. And it even said, and he likes apples. Yeah, she's got a, a whole. A uh, trove of pictures dedicated specifically to catching me in the act of is, eating apples. This is blackmail. I it think. is. It yeah. is. Yeah. But anyway, so I just want to get out in front of it. You know. Uh-huh. You know. Don't try and blackmail me. I will see you <laughs> later. <laughs> anyway, I just need to get that out. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Today is the day after Valentine's Day. If you're hearing this, well, we recorded this uh, a week ago. Yeah. Today's the day. Uh, after the day after Valentine's Day, a week from now. Is there like a, a convention for like a Valentine's Day Boxing Day, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, for all the people who like pick the flowers, do they get a day off to get flowers? Yeah, hey, I'd love that. That is when you can uh, go and drink alone at the bar. Well, speaking of going <laughs> to the bar and drinking alone today, Casey, we are talking about seasonal affective disorder. Oh, wow. And we're talking about a tree, of course. That's true. And that tree is the witch hazel. Wait, which one? <laughs> Casey. Mm. The who? The who's on first hazel? Oh man, Alex, do I have so much more of that to come? Oh boy, it's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Am I excited? But before we talk about that, Casey, did you know that our podcast is entirely supported by our dear fungal associate listeners? No, are we essentially like a uh, a public? Uh, public radio situation? In a way, yes. Really? Tell your, me more. Your tax dollars go to Completely Arbitrary. And if you want to be a supporter of this podcast and know that you are keeping the lights on and this podcast that you love so much, consider becoming a Tremium member at arbitrarypod.supercast.com. That is A-R-B-O-R-T. 
T-R-A-R-Y pod dot supercast dot com. That's S-U-P-E-R-C-A-S-T dot C-O-M. Thank you, Alex. On there, we have a couple of different plans. You can pay every month for this podcast. You can pay every year for this podcast. You can give the gift of a subscription for this podcast. You'll get audio content that you can't hear anywhere else. You'll get video content that you can't see anywhere else. And you'll get stickers that you can't place anywhere else. Exactly right. Rather, you can't you can't get them to place them anywhere else from anywhere else. That's right. Become a Tremium member today and support this podcast. And one of the most exciting things about supporting this podcast is ad-free listening. That's right. Honestly, I keep forgetting about that. It's amazing. I do too. It's it's incredible. I love it. So if if the ad that's about to play grinds your gears, yeah. consider hopping on to arbitrarypod.supercast.com. Become a Tremium member today. We will be right back with the Witch Hazel here on Completely Arbitrary. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. Today we are talking the witch hazel casey uh scientific name for the one that we're talking about today i'm very (laughs) yes the one we are talking about today is actually a hybrid between the japanese and chinese witch hazel which is hamamelis cross intermedia intermedia yes exactly wow so Intermedia uh, means it's an intermediate kind of thing between the two different oh, species. Sure. Yeah, so it's got uh, it's a hybrid. The two other the normal species are Hemimelis japonica and Hemimelis mullus. Okay. Now these are unique trees, Alex, hmm. for the reasons we are talking about today. Oh, fun! Namely, that these are very, 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 very early blooming species. Oh, wow. Of, I'm going to say, tree. Now we have a couple of, there's a couple of emails being written to us today, Uh a couple different types, because you get your choice. Mm -hmm. Either we're not covering a tree. Yes. And it's a hybrid. Exactly. So has completely arbitrary jumped the shark, Casey? Oh, no, definitely not. No, no, no. No, if anything, we have skidded under it really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually going to show you that uh, the shark is, the shark is, it's just a, you know, it doesn't even exist. The shark is the gate in Indiana Jones that he like slides under and yeah, grabs his hat. Yeah, yeah, and grabs his hat. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then he's on to the next section of the movie. That's yeah, right. That's what we're about to do. Well, Casey, let's move on to that next section. Let's mm-hmm. imagine that you and I, I would like to imagine that you and I are walking through, hmm, a bit of a graveyard situation. Oh, that's it's interesting that you would say that. Yeah. 
and we come across some witch hazel. Mm-hmm. And it's it's February, and hey, they're blooming. They are blooming. Casey, let's ID this tree. So this is, uh, as you said, uh, a, a, tr- a tree. Yeah. And the only reason that we can get there is because it technically gets above 15 feet, you know? So you can look at it and you can say, yeah, yeah that's a tree. Yeah, okay. It's one of our bars for entry. Exactly. It's, it is it is at least another arbitrary measure that we can just look towards. By the way, entry is spelled E-N-T-R-E-E. The other bar for entry being a single stem. Exactly. And that's where this starts to kind of like get a little, a little, a little squishy. Okay. I have always known these trees as being a single stem at the base, but then almost immediately it splits up into multiple different larger limbs coming Mm. out from that one base or it splits out and they kind of go up and then out. Okay. But usually it is only that like that one single base. It's not like a uh, a normal hazel, like a Coriolis. Uh, our native species here is the beaked hazelnut. Uh, there's also a native one over in Europe called the, uh, I guess they just call it the common hazel there. Hmm. And they, they are shrubs that grow up and grow out. We talked about the European species, Coriolis avellana. And they just have multiple stems that come up. Like they're, they're, they're big looking things. You can't quite say, yeah, that's a tree. This, you are like... That looks like a tree. It just kind of looks like it doesn't really want to be a tree. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like a rhododendron where like, yeah, they can get big and become tree-like, but for the most part, they're a single stem that then splits into a smaller domed canopy thing. It's the royalty who is born into royalty and doesn't want that life and wants to live among the people. Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is a tree that wants to be a shrub. Yeah. So- we are, we're just going to round it up to tree right now That's because fine. of that, but because of that one stem and because of that height. Now, whenever I see this tree, whenever I see it grow up, and you can see a bunch of pictures of them when they're young, they look like a an upside down triangle balancing on the tip of the triangle. Oh, wow. So they look very V-shaped as they grow up and they grow out, which is important because they're actually used in uh, water dowsing. We'll talk about that later. Oh, wow, fun. Yeah, so as it grows up, it creates these V-shaped main limbs, and then it creates this kind of like this spreading low canopy. Mm. It's It's very effective, I think. And in summertime, you'll see these nice big leaves. It's alternately arranged. These leaves are maybe about four inches long, and what's interesting is that they have veins that come out, and each one of those veins kind of angles like a very sharp V towards the tip of the leaf. And so at near the base of the leaf, there's no vein that goes out and hits the edge, hits the margin of the leaf. So for the, like the, the, the bottom third of the bottom half of the leaf, uh-huh. there is not really, there's like a vein that's just running parallel with that side of the leaf. Does that make sense? Interesting. It it looks like it was it's a leaf that was cut out of another leaf. <laughs> that's such a great idea. That's perfect. <laughs> Everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You you cut out the rest of the leaf. Yeah, and, yeah. Which is like, no, no, no. This is what I look like. Like maybe it would make sense if we saw the rest of it, but it's like just the top half okay, thank of you. another yeah. leaf. That is that is perfect. Well <laughs> said. That is a great example. It's a great looking leaf. It's very interesting. It is. Yeah, it's it it's kinda, got a lot going on. It, it catches the eye for sure. Yeah, and they're usually I, they're not thick and leathery, but they're they're kind of thick and tough. So right. little tough guy. It uh, it grows uh, at the end of these uh, these fun twigs, and they, it covers like I said. It's alternately arranged down the twig, and the twigs themselves have these 
interesting buds. The buds are covered mm. in little hairs. And oftentimes in the, the fall, the leaves will not fall away. They'll just kind of die and kind of stay there. Uh, we've talked about this before. It's called marcescence. Yeah. So during that time, you can often see these buds growing right next to dead leaves. So you can see the leaves, you can see the buds for next year, which are kind of tall and skinny, Hmm. um, often on these little tiny stalks. And they're covered in like a brown, very fine, I think the term would be pubulescent. Yes. Which I just love. Little teeny tiny hairs. It's not pubescence. Yeah. It's pubulescent. Exactly. It's like adding an ita <laughs> to the end of a Spanish it's word. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the UL, uh, just like if you say uh, something is dentate, that means it's got essentially triangle-like uh, serrations uh-huh. on the end of a leaf. But if it's dentulate. If it's dentulate, that's tiny little triangles. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, uh, so it's really an adorable little thing, and they have these flower buds that kind of come out, and they look like little bells. Those, uh, they're just these little circles, and it, so it looks like this little, this little kind of stem comes out, hmm. and then it just has these little circular balls just right at the very tip. That's the flower bud? Those are the flower buds, yeah. Okay. So again, often in fall and early, early winter, like December kind of early winter, yeah. you can see leaves... You can see the flower buds for next year. Wow. You can see the vegetative buds for next year. And assuming it's old and it's already done this before, you will also see the fruit, which is this adorable little capsule that grows just underneath where all these other new buds for next year are. And this is something I love about this particular plant is that you can see fruit, from the most recent year, which explodes out. It basically dries and then kind of cracks and then kind of the seeds just go wing, fly off everywhere. Interesting. Next to the fruit from this most recent year that is still maturing. Next to the leaves from last year that are dead on stems with all the vegetative parts and components getting ready for next year. And guess what, Alex? What? You go Two months later, then you can also see them blooming as well. So the tree essentially is a, it's like a, it's like a rolling review, I guess. I don't know. It just, it never goes from one phase to phase two to phase three. Yeah. It's always kind of finishing up its last phase while it starts its next phase. And it does that with multiple phases all at once. Oh, the fruit, Casey. Mm Mm-hmm. To me, it sort of looks like if you took an acorn yeah. and a cone oh. and just sort of made them into the same, like an anamorph situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halfway through that transformation, <laughs> that's what we got here. That's totally it. I like the idea also of that being like a, a chat GPT kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like, show me what a cone and an acorn would look we like <laughs> smashed together. But it's a good looking fruit. Yeah, it is. It's kind of fun. They're, they're only maybe like three quarters of an inch tall. They're not very big. They're, they're fun. Kind of chill. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's the that's the thing. Also, I should know, in the fall, uh, they generally turn an amazing like reddish orange color. Like the leaves are just spectacular oh, in the fall. Oh, wow. Now, Alex, I want to talk about the flower. Yes. You'll notice that we kind of skipped over the flower real fast. Is this our piece de resistance? It is our piece de resistance, I believe. Okay. Because the flowers are amazing. They're incredible. Have you seen these in real life? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. What about you out there? Have you? I love the call and response of our (laughs) podcast. It's it's like Blue's Clues. (laughs) Do you see a witch hazel flower? Can you point to it? 
No, not there. <laughs> that is a chameleon. <laughs> um, yeah, they are. They are one of the most alien flowers I've they seen. They are. Oh, I'm so happy you said that. On a tree that's not tropical. Like, yeah. It doesn't look like anything you've ever seen. No, and if you think you know what you're looking at, you probably do, but it's also still very confusing. It's very confusing. You walk up to this, and if you go out right now and you see one of these trees blooming, odds are, which is why we're covering it the way we are, it's this hybrid. There are plenty of little cultivars here and there of the native one to North America, which is Mm. Virginiana. They found a new species actually in 2004, which is pretty recent for finding a new species here in the Ozarks down in southeastern United States. But 99% of the time, it is this very early spring blooming hybrid between the Japanese and Chinese species that is planted most often, just called the witch hazel. And it's got... Four petals and four sepals on its flowers. That's the first sort of interesting characteristic. Yes, it's got four rather than five or six. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So the other thing is that the flower petals are like wildly long. They're like three quarters of an inch or an inch long, so like almost uh, two centimeters or more. And they're very skinny and strappy. They look like confetti stringers or something like that. Yes, yeah. And they pop out and they are kind of crinkly and they're right next to a bunch of other kind of crinkly looking flowers. And they're usually on this, uh, this teeny tiny little flower that's maybe only a few millimeters across with four very, very distinct sepals. Mm. And often those are red or an orangish color. Hmm. So you have this like dark red sepal with this long stringy looking petal that's coming out from just above it. And then you have this tiny little, all the rest of the flower parts, who cares? We are completely taken by this (laughs) petal and its contrast with its sepal. And they're just like, they cover this this leafless, twiggy looking thing from head to toe. And it's just stunning. It's gorgeous. And it happens, Alex, in the dead of winter. That is that is particularly cool. Isn't I will it? I will also say this flower I feel like a lot of flowers kind of lack character. Mm. I, I don't know. I see a lot of flowers and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, right? it just kinda like they it looks like they pulled them off a shelf, you know, when they were when totally. they were figuring out what, what parts to put on their tree. <laughs> um well, they, they they got everything else and then this they're like, Oh geez, we need flowers. Yeah. Uh, our budget's run out. What are we gonna do? We'll take light pink with five <laughs> petals. <laughs> That blooms in spring. Great. Oh, that's great. It's one of our most popular varieties. (laughs) Yeah, really. But this one looks like it it is a creative soul and created this this petal this flower from scratch. I think that's perfect. It's so interesting. It's the eccentric, uh, the eccentric aunt who always has a glass of wine. Yes. But who's also an artist. Yes, and And she's like really good too. Exactly. Like you think, okay, yeah, sure. We we see Aunt Sally, but this is like no, no, no. Aunt Sally actually. Her sculptures are very sexually charged. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, as a child, I didn't know why, but I spent so much time in the backyard. (laughs) Love them. So cool. It's just amazing. What a treat. Especially, you know, after such a long, after such a long dark, I mean, here in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Long, dark winter. Exactly. You might see one of these and think, hey. Things are going to be all right. Exactly. And Alex, don't you always. Mm. There's two things that happened. One was walking around. 
I saw them and they kind of catch me off guard because I'm like, mm. oh, 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 it's that time. It's life. I'm so, oh, this is so great. <laughs> and then it like triggers me to look at a bunch of other like little plants and things. Yeah. Like uh, the tiny little bulb things that come up around this time as well. Oh, sure. But it also happened to be that I covered it in my tree identification book. Oh, wow. So I was actively looking for uh, some of these trees to take some photos of. And then I noticed, oh my God, they're also blooming right now. Spectacular. Perfect time to take a photo, Casey. Yeah, I was actually out taking photos of buds, and uh, this nice old couple walked by, mm. and they were like, pretty spectacular, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be really nice. Uh, I think they said something like, oh, in the springtime, it's going to be great. Um, and then they said, now that one right over there is really going off. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I looked over, and it was a, it was a witch hazel. And I was ah. like, oh, my God, that's so exciting. I actually would have loved to find this. Thank you, old people. And I, I helped them cross the road. Anyway, so these are trees that I specifically, like they came just, everything lined up perfectly for me to be like, this is what I'm talking about right now. So Alex, I sat down and I started doing research to say, okay, put the cart before the horse a little bit here, Casey. What exactly are we going to talk about with this tree? And so two things came up. One is etymology. And I kind of just wanted to hit that real fast. Yeah, baby. Uh, because I thought that'd be kind of fun. Let's fucking get it. Have you done any of the work on this etymology at all? Have you looked into why it's called the witch hazel? Uh, no, but I know sort of the big Shyamalan twist to this whole thing. Oh, you do. I uh, see. But, but I, I, uh, I would love to just chat about it. Okay. Well, have you done any, uh, any, have you typed this into the etymology dictionary? Yes, Casey, I have. Oh, wow. I'm so glad. You want to do it live? Yeah, let's do it. What do you got? A Bill O'Reilly it? Uh, yeah. Well, Witch Hazel. Yeah, what do you got? Okay, Edam Online. Uh, anybody who's uh, even vaguely interested in etymology, uh-huh. a necessary resource it's is great. Edam Online, E-T-Y-M online.com. Witch Hazel is a noun. comes from the 1540s. Okay. Uh, Old English, probably from Old English, Weiss. Weiss or Wiss. Or Wiss. Yeah, W-I-C-E, right? That's right. Yeah. Which means applied generally or vaguely to various trees having pliant branches. Uh-huh. So you might you might call a tree Weiss if it has bendy branches, like a willow. Exactly. Actually, not like a willow, more like an elm. Okay. And this is where I thought this kind of got fascinating. Wow. The... There is a species of elm tree called the witch elm, which is Ulmus glabra. Have you oh heard about this? Oh, my God, no. Well, so Ulmus glabra, the witch elm, was commonly used for wicker things. In fact, that's where the oh. term wicker comes from. It also derives from wis or wick. Wow. W-I-C-E. Which basically means bendy wood. Exactly. So they would take the twigs and they would, you know, turn them into these wicker things. Everyone's familiar with wicker baskets and chairs and stuff like that. So initially, this tree, the witch elm, was used for that very commonly. So when the Europeans came over to North America and started to look around at the plants, they saw this witch hazel. They saw the native one to North America, which is Hemimalis virginiana. So they would call the witch hazel they found... The witch hazel, W-Y-C-H. Right. Which is in a reference to a tree that they called the witch hazel tree, Mm. which is an elm tree, but that elm tree is not related to hazel in any sort of traditional sense, but they would call it the witch hazel tree because it was the hazel that they used for wicker. 
Amazing. On top of this, the names got changed from W-Y-C-H uh-huh. to W-I-T-C-H. Do we know why? We can't be sure, but this historically has been used for water dousing. We brought this up earlier. That's right. So water dousing, we've talked about also before. I can't remember which tree specifically we talked about it with, but it's the idea that you make this, uh, you get a Y-shaped branch and you you walk around. I, I laugh only because it seems very quaint now for people to do this. Sure. Imagine a big, uh, big, big slingshot. Yes, exactly. Without the, yeah, without the uh, rubber. Yeah, and and you hold it from the Y spot, yeah. one one bit of the Y in each hand. Got it. And you walk, and then allegedly the opposite tip, the base of the Y, bends down. Like not bends like you physically see the whole thing, like you know Neo moving the spoon kind of thing. Uh huh. It <clears> like <throat> you're holding it just tightly enough that if there's any amount of force that's pulled on it, yeah. it will rotate all the way down in your hands. I'm reminded of, uh, I'm reminded of a, um, a Ouija board. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not really pushing it, but you're like letting it sort of, well, you are. Exactly. <laughs> Someone is pushing it, you yeah. know, like it's happening. Right. So that is, uh, it's kind of like that, except okay. ideally, allegedly, it is somehow figuring out where there's water. And yeah. it will bend down towards water as if the water is pulling it. You dig there, you're going to find water, and that's where you put your well, something like that. And so this was like a, a witchcraft practice? A little bit. It wasn't witchcraft so much. It was more like, huh, well, how are you doing that? That's weird. And it was just kind of this, this folklorish kind of kind of a, tradition. A you bit know? spiritual. Yeah, maybe. I think so, yeah. Okay. But like people would do it all the time. They had no other way to find water. But it was it was kind of this weird magical kind of thing. But then also, native peoples have used witch hazel for a million different things, mm. mostly everything to do with inflammation. Okay. To this day, we still use it for these kinds of things. You put witch hazel, um, like an extract, on your skin, and it helps with inflammation. With just about anything. You can buy it right now in the store. It's everywhere. Yes. It's very commonly used, and it's effective. It's very effective. But so the, the, the reason that we're purporting the spelling was changed from W-Y-C-H to W-I-T-C-H yeah. is because of its use in dowsing. Yes, I think that and the native peoples used it for all sorts of like stuff. Oh, sure. Okay. okay. Yes. And so then when Medicines. the colonists came over, they were like, oh, well, there's this magical plant. It's, it heals these people over here, but it also like we use it to find water. Wow. So I think it, it just oh. over time sure. kind of got this weird switch. Yeah, rebranding. But it's never had anything to do with like actual like witchcraft, like, you know, the crucible style. Mm-hmm. It's never had anything to do with that. <laughs> the crucible. <laughs> I adore that that is your first reference for witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. What else is there? I can't think of anything else. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, wow. Yeah. What an interesting... Man, I... <sighs> Can I uh, etymology? Give it, yeah. Give us, give us uh, your. What were you thinking? I just love that it 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 doesn't just have to do with language. Like uh, it, yeah, etymology yeah. is like cultural. It totally more is, than yeah. anything. You How know? do we use this term? That term? Where yeah. Did it come from? yeah. And like, why do these things change over time? And mm-hmm. like, I just I just adore it. I I don't know how to get 
quote into it besides uh. just like Googling every word that I'm curious about. Yeah. But if there were a hobby involving etymology, I, I'd be on board mm. in a second. Okay. Yeah. I you know, for you about three do. weeks before I move on to like fly fishing or yeah, something. Yeah, that's very fair. But hey, you'll know why it's called fly fishing. That's right. Well, Casey, yeah, that's 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 quite interesting. So mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with witchcraft. Nope. And ultimately, that was that was one of the first things I thought was interesting. I should look into. That is the twist yeah. I was referring to. Yeah. This has nothing to do with witches. So I, when I was initially looking this up, Alex, I, I let you know, this might be a fun thing to talk about. That would have been it for the podcast. We would have been saying, great, that's our review of yeah. the Witch Hazel Tree. Yeah. And I decided that wasn't good enough. Oh, wow. And then I realized that it was just literally staring me in the face this whole time. Huh. Why did I want to talk about this tree? Why did I want to put this here specifically exactly where it is right now? Why did yeah. I type it in? Yeah. Because I was stoked that it was blooming right now. There you go. So I said... Why don't I just talk about why I'm so stoked about this tree? And then it got me thinking about seasonal affective disorder. Yes. Which uh, is, for those of you who are unfamiliar, who live in the nice places of the world, (laughs) uh, often the further north or south you go, the more seasonal uh, your life is. Essentially, we get a really dark wintertime. Oh, yeah. Our wintertime can sometimes just be the worst. We yeah. also have a lot of clouds. So it's a very cloudy, dreary, dark time. And ice and power outages. and mm-hmm, Not mm-hmm. the worst thing that's happening in the world, but it affects us in a negative way. Sure, yeah, exactly. So it, it also uh, is another big thing that I think comes along with seasonal affective disorder is that a lot of the leaves and all the plants are dormant. So the leaves fall, the plants go dormant. They are not actually... Uh, they don't look like they're alive, you know? You know, for all of the research that has produced the results that uh, seeing trees in the color green makes us happy, winter is especially damning because not only is it cold and cloudy and dark, Mm -hmm. but the the green on the trees is stripped away from us. Yeah, tree, On some of the trees, I should say. However, Alex, this tree blooms like we said with these fabulous flowers in the dead of winter yeah and whenever i see that whenever that moment happens and i look forward to it every year because i think these flowers are just so cool whenever it happens my spirits lift Mm. and so i wanted to just kind of touch base with that and kind of talk a little bit about the mental health of people and how trees can have an effect on that yeah I mostly wanted to say, well, we know scientifically that seasonal affective disorder exists. We also know scientifically that trees have a positive impact on your brain, on your your literal self. Just having trees and plants around make you happier, less stress, you know, all these things we've talked about yeah. a thousand times. But when you put those two things together mm. in a situation like finding the witch hazel growing in your neighbor's yard... I was curious if that is something that really like sparks joy in people. It's like you see the very first signs of life, not just like being dormant, but actively blasting off like so many sparklers. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just like seeing a daffodil or something like just just pop up where you can say, oh, 
look, look at that little tiny leaf. It's coming. I know they're, I know they're on their way. Which is also something. It is. It's something. You can see the new growth, right? Yeah, that's exciting. But for this, this is like, all right, everyone, full bore. We're doing it. It's sure. like, it's like Mardi Gras. It's like giant party on this tree. It's, it's not like it's uh, a sign of life to come. It is the life. It is. Yeah. It is. It's. It is at its peak power. Here we go. Yeah. Let's flowers. They have this whole. This whole thing. Right. Like very much fertility. I want to say, Casey. A few days ago, mm-hmm. I was feeling. And there's a lot of uh, changes happening in my life right now. Yeah. Some. Some that will be good, but that feel bad now. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just growth. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And I will say, every winter is a little tough. Mm-hmm. Tough for me. This winter has been. Just fucking brutal. This has been a brutal winter. It really <sighs> has been. Yeah. Yeah. And I was talking to my friend Adria, and I said, uh, you know, I'm things are times are tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she said, I know, I know. I saw some Daphne blooming. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It is going to be okay. It is another shrub that blooms very early. There you go. And it also has like intense smell. The uh, the night is always darkest before the dawn, as mm. Batman said. <laughs> Where did he come up with his stuff? I think it was maybe so uh, Harvey Dent who said that. Uh, but yes, I, 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 this is a perfect time to talk about this tree because uh, things are at an all-time low. Yeah, right. And boy, am I excited to just see some foliage. What I think is so great about this plant is that even though it's not quite a tree, even though we have to like really like kind of pull it over the line, yeah. I think half the reason that I'm so willing to do it is because it gives me so much hope. Like it just is one of these inspiring things that I'm walking around, it's been dreary, everything's cold, it's all winter, then you get this one like nice day. Here in uh, Portland, we call it the February fake out. Yes. You're familiar? The false spring, yeah. Yeah, where it, it gets up to like 59 degrees and everyone is out wearing shorts and oh. going to bars and like staying out in parks, you know. So great. It's just a wonderful time. And, it, and was, it lasts two days. And then we get another winter blast that comes through. It's exactly right. And I go, I was so happy yesterday, but I'm so sad today. What changed? Yeah. This little tree, though, pulls itself, I think, up over the line because while we're in that one moment, that February fake out, yeah. where everything is like just nice for a second, then it goes away. When you go back outside on that next dreary day and you're like, well, this dreary day sucks. <gasps> Oh my God! Yeah, there's a gorgeous blossoming witch hazel right over there, and you just go straight to it, and mm. they're just divine. They even have a little bit of a scent to them. They're not incredible, but they're there. What is the scent like? Oh, it's just floral, general floral. I think. Yeah, okay, general floral. I do love, I do love that Casey seeing, you know, uh, I guess more so proper springtime uh-huh. in Portland. Yeah. Everybody just looks so beautiful and happy. Yeah. And everybody's wearing cute clothes and they're all just like bouncing. We're all just bouncing around. It was bouncing, yeah. It's like Whoville out there for <laughs> springtime. And um, I, I so often will like stop to look at a flowering tree mm-hmm. and inevitably another, you know, maybe a, a couple will be walking by and also stop and we'll talk about the blooming tree because uh, it's so nice to see that after the darkest yeah. days. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to ask is see if you had the same kind of thing. Oh, definitely. Because it's like, it, I, it just makes me wonder if like as a duty to people that live a certain distance to the North, you shall plant 
a bunch of witch hazel everywhere wow. so that everyone does not like at least gets a little bit of hope that spring is coming hey, and it's going to be nicer, you know? This is a great idea, Casey. Yeah, we need to have a, like a witch hazel PSA. It's like a social movement. Like yes. plant more winter flowering trees. Yeah. Why don't we do that? I Honestly, they're not big trees, you know? Okay. So I could see it being like, eh, this is like not going to take up the spot of a tree, so we can't quite put it there. I don't even know that the city of Portland, for example... Even includes it as a small tree. I don't think so. I think it's a shrub. Well, a lot of the trees that are planted on the streets aren't going to get that big anyway. Why exactly. Not put a sh- why not put a witch hazel there? Why not put a witch hazel next to a bigger growing tree? No, no, no. Tear, oh. tear the one that's already there out oh, of the oh, ground. I see. I see. Put it in the chipper. Uh-huh. And then you take the witch hazel. You lovingly put it in the ground. You I say, see. I you see. will be better. And you better bloom. Life must pay for life. <laughs> wow, Alex, this is uh, you're, you're no, really no. having a hard winter, aren't you? No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that there should. I feel like there there needs to be some. It, okay, we have the technology. We do. There are plants that bloom in, in January yes. winter, right? Yes. Let's plant more of them. Okay, so here's here's what I say. Witch hazel should be on the top of that list. Okay, but let's plant. This specific species, I should say hybrid, all over the place. Yes. Like it doesn't grow it doesn't grow invasively to my understanding. So we can plant it all over the place. We can plant Daphne. And I think in between, probably at half the rate. So let's say four parts witch hazel. Okay. Two parts camellia. Mm-hmm. Evergreen, big plants, big flowers. And then one part Daphne. Okay. I like, yeah. I like this plan. We'll do that everywhere. All of those are shrubs, demonstrably shrubs. And you know what we're going to call this? The Green New Deal. The Green New Deal. <laughs> Thank you. We got to get everyone out there to plant it. All you young men who are coming back from the war That's who's right. got nothing to do, we're going to put you to work. That sounds great. Put down the riveting gun and pick up the spade. Pick up your spade. We're planting trees. God, that would be so... Nope. We're planting shrubs. Many shrubs, other than the case of this witch hazel for the sake of our... our, podcast well maybe maybe casey this this is can also i know we're i don't even know if we're on or off topic anymore but maybe this could be you know a little bit of a redemption story for shrubs oh it's like you know trees have the summer and the fall mm-hmm. and then the they die away in winter they go ah. i'm sorry they go dormant in winter and lose their leaves i think that's all part of it and then Hey, you know what? It's time. It's shrub time. I like this. How about that? They're also at the human level, right? So you can see them. They're in your face. That's perfect for winter time. I love this idea. Oh my god! And on top of this, you can plant big trees up above them. That's right. So you can have the best of all worlds. This is great. Everyone, you're hearing it here first. I don't care where <laughs> you are. You don't need a permit to plant a shrub. Yeah. So you can go anywhere in the city of Portland, and you can plant a witch hazel. Is that true? Yes. You can only need a permit to plant a street tree is this is this true in most cities you reckon no the witch hazel is not a tree uh yes i okay that i reckon is true okay uh but also i reckon that most cities don't have any requirements about what trees to plant yeah some say well we don't want you to plant this kind of tree here and that's about it okay so if this is not even a tree and it doesn't cause any invasive issues and it is not something that's going to cause a crazy amount of damage somehow which it won't because it stay small Mm -hmm. you're good to go you can plant it i think i think a uh it's a perfectly reasonable plan to battle 
sad. Yes. Oh, God. I have to admit, one of the best acronyms ever. It's perfect. Yeah. It's to plant plant more uh, January and uh, winter flowering trees. Exactly. Make yourself happy. Give yourself that beautiful like lift in the in the moment where you're just like, <sighs> yeah. Is there anything that's going to happen? And I want to say to people before we go to go to our break and then give a review to this tree, mm-hmm. I want to say I know it's a really hard time, not just where you are, but everywhere else, all over the world. Terrible things are happening. Nobody's being held accountable. It's te- it's bad. Yeah. But I don't want you to kill yourself. And I know that's a bit straightforward, Casey, but please don't. There are so many options and so many resources. This is a really hard time of year, especially every year. Mm -hmm. But you have people that love you. Deep down, I believe this to be true. Yeah, I think it's very good to note. And I think it's also helpful just in terms of mental health to go out and look at the plants around you. Yeah. Because I think... I think we know as a society that that's a big part of what's missing. So if we are able to walk out, I know it's not as easy for everyone, but if you can, if everything sucks, just go walk outside for a little bit. It will help. The worst place you could be right now is glued to your phone. Yeah, exactly. Inside. Yeah. Um, Go outside and use your phone to take a picture of uh, Hamamelis cross intermediate. Love it. Yeah, maybe that'll be a good way. Casey, we got to take a quick break, but that was our discussion of the Witch Hazel. We will be right back with our review. Ooh. <laughs> Alex, this is not the right time of year for that. Bring yourself back. Welcome back to Completely Arbitrary. That was our discussion of the Witch Hazel. It's time for our review. Oh, boy. Casey. This is going to be a hard one, Alex. I disagree. Ooh, okay. I think it's going to be very easy. Here you go. Here's how it works. We're going to give some final closing arguments on this tree and then give it a rating of 0 to 10 golden cones of honor. Casey. Alex. As our resident expert, we'll begin with you. All right. I uh, I just adore finding this tree. I adore finding it all times of year. The leaves are fun, and it's one of those plants that it's not super common. Like, it's just common enough. It's one of those that you only know about when it's doing something wild, like, I don't um, know, blooming in the middle of winter. Sure. And you just walk around. Everything is the normal, like, winter color, and then there's this poof of, like, dark red or orange or yellow just coming out of nowhere. Love it. I think that this tree is underplanted, as we've discussed. Yes. It should be planted fourfold more than it should. Vastly. Fourfold more than it is now. And I think, on top of that, sadly, it's still just a tiny little tree, mm. you know? And it would be best with pals. Unless you plant a big one and you say, you are getting big and you put it in the middle of your yard oh, wow. and you make that thing become a large thing you don't plant a little thing and be like i really think you're gonna look nice as a little thing you go in with the intention of making it a fucking tree exactly yeah so that's what i would say okay uh i love finding it i love coming across it. it's underplanted. plant it more as a tree though it is not quite the tree that i think you should be planting alone plant it mm. as a group 
with other things that will, you know, do more tree stuff. Because I could watch, uh, and if I looked outside and I saw an entire field of witch hazel all in bloom, I'd be like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. But I think if I also saw a forest of trees doing something else, I would be like, wow, that's really cool and like way more intensive. And I like that better. I'm going to give it a 7.2. Oh. I know that sounds low. I know it sounds low. But Alex, this is... This is as high as I can go okay. for it being something that we have to pull across the line because it makes us happy. And I love that it makes us happy. If it didn't have these flowers, it would be easily a four. Hey, as a shrub, though, that's yes. top tier. Top tier shrub. Uh, okay, so uh, witch hazel. Mm-hmm. Our reviews are going to be so different. Alex, this is what's important. This is, what the, this is, this is why we do this. So here's, here are some things I love about the witch hazel. Okay. It has interesting etymology Mm -hmm. and it's not just named after a a european man from the 1700s (laughs) yeah it's helpful it has an also the etymology is like has a cool backstory to it it doesn't just mean something cool it's like there's some there's some evolution to it that's Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. it also doesn't mean what you think it means Mm -hmm. that's really cool too better yeah the fact that this tree if I'm being completely honest, I didn't even know there were trees that bloomed in winter. Hey. So this okay. is a big get for me. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's that's huge. Because not only does it not bloom in the spring, it blooms in the saddest part of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Which hazel is great. Yes, which hazel God, is great. that was good. <laughs> it was so good, Alex. <laughs> So under the radar, you didn't even notice. Uh, oh, yeah. Man, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love that. And I, I think we should plant more of them all over the place all the time. Okay. But I like what you said about like they're not necessarily a statement piece. Plant them along with something else or under something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it doesn't even need to be, sh- uh, you know, uh, a shade tolerant thing because it's it's not going to be competing with most other trees. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be fine. They're great, like, on the edge is yeah. how, I, how I see them. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I also think the flower is so cool and so edgy. Oh, I love Speaking that. Edge, I think it's, like, really creative, and it looks, I don't know, it looks so alien, but, like, in a really fun, intelligent way. I adore this tree, and you know what? I'm giving it a 9.2. 9.2? Golden Cones of Honor. Wow, as you Proudly. pull your coat down. That's right, uh-huh. as I do my little Picard. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, yes, 9.2. Okay, and I, yeah. I am, I am. I will say, your cones are your own. I was really hoping for an Arboretum of Honor theme oh, song today. Oh, I see. So maybe I'll just do that in my head. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, man, I would love to hear a version of that that's like fully orchestrated. And I was like, wait, that's just the Olympics <laughs> yeah, song. Like, Don't that they exists. do that every two years? <laughs> Casey, oh, that was our review of The Witch Hazel. Hey, Jeez. we hope you enjoyed it out there. It's time to move on to our completely arbitrary AMA. And Casey, I'm having a little fun with this AMA. Oh, no. Because this is a uh, question that's very near and dear to my heart. Okay. This one's from Katie. Hi, Katie. Katie says, what would you like to see in a tree video game? Oh. Now, Casey is going to be about as lost as I usually am when we mm. talk about tree things. Well, it's because we have to, we, I, yeah. 
Even more so because we haven't had a podcast about video games for the last three years. That's true, yeah. But you're no scrub, as they say. You've played a video mm-hmm. game or two. I have, yeah. I used to be uh, expert mode on Guitar Hero. Been listening to the pod for ages. I'm a software engineer. Ooh, okay. And the other night over dinner, I was talking to my fiance about how I've always wanted to work on a video game for fun in my free time, and he was very supportive of the idea. That's a good fiance. I said the only thing I'd want to make a video game about would be trees. Mm, I love this. In this hypothetical world where I somehow have extra free time, mm. <laughs> what would you like to see in my tree video game? My only idea right now is like Stardew Valley. Vibes. Do you know what Stardew Valley is? Uh-uh. It's like a little f- cute farming sim okay. where you can go into town and meet the locals and, okay. Okay. and things like that. Um, very, 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 very popular. But you're an arborist and tree lover. Oh, in this game, you're an arborist and tree lover and have to protect the special trees of where you live from a predatory logging company. Whoa. Okay, so this is her idea so far. Yes. You have to protect the trees from a predatory logging company. That's right. Oh, my God. Now... I have some thoughts. <laughs> As Alex opens up a spreadsheet. Yeah, I've already got a document going. <laughs> he even has a budget. I put on my little spectacles. Uh, you should go first. I should have asked you this question, Alex. Well, we're going to talk about it together. Cause. Okay. All right. All right. This See, this is good because like, I am the video game guy. Yeah. But the video game is about trees, mm-hmm. and you are the tree guy. Yes, yes, yes. So you'll have plenty of input. I think so, but it'll also be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Well, here's my <laughs> thought, Casey. How about this? A game where you are managing a forest, uh-huh. but you are managing every aspect of the forest. You're kind of playing God. Ooh. So you're managing like planting what, where. Okay. You're managing the animals involved. Yeah. To give them a place to live, uh-huh. things to eat. Animals that will, you know, a good pecking order so you can't throw something out of balance. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a game where like you will lose eventually. Like there's a, (laughs) there's a timer, you know? Okay. (laughs) Like you're going to lose, but see how long you can make this forest work. Interesting. And then sort of the end game or like if you're really, really, really good, Uh you can just have like a forest that is working See, on its own. See, that's what I want. That's what I think the end game is. The, the win is that you've created a balance. Yes, exactly. Mm, okay, so I the first thing that I was initially thinking of is to add some some silliness to it because just like a strict forest management game, they actually have simulations for that in forestry school. You're kidding. No, and they are awful. Okay. Like, it's just basically graphs saying, well, here is, oh. you know, how are you going to string your cable from your yarder up here down yeah. to your spar tree down here and then pull all these logs up? What weight do you have to have? How tall do they need to be? How is that a game? That's it's, just a test. It's not a game. It's just a simulation. That sucks. So uh, the silliness you're imagining. I want the trees to have personalities. Oh, wow. So like you could choose um, in, what, Super Smash Brothers, I think, mm-hmm. where like each each character has their own special thing that they sure, have. Sure, their move set. Yeah, exactly. I think each tree, and there should be hundreds of trees, should have their own move set. For sure. Where it's like, okay, well, what do you, what do you need? And maybe it starts with some random objectives, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how you would win the game. You have to accomplish your objectives. That's how many of these survival the, the okay, genre yeah. is survival many yeah. of them start with 
make an axe and that's your objective nice. and then 30 hours from then you you're like you know tricked out and you have this amazing uh, house yeah, that yeah. you built from scratch so i think that should be the thing but you should be like a lorax character the spirit of the forest wow taking care of it. casey so i yeah i said i should say more like a kodami character i love it so you're running around and you know the trees you know their characters and you can talk to them and yeah. you can also figure out what's going on like the cottonwood for instance maybe one of the things is hey you need to uh now that you have this big forest well guess what you don't have any birds in your forest mm. so you got to start getting birds in your forest what are you going to do and then you don't have to like log it but you can kind of move through and say okay cool i'm gonna i think these trees over here need to die so i am going to encourage a beaver to come over here casey beaver is going to start doing things and then and then you let the beaver do the work so you're not actively killing a tree you're just letting it happen. This sounds like a great game. Well, there you go. You this thought is... you wouldn't be any help. I thought you wouldn't be any help. <laughs> <laughs> I would play the fuck out of that game. Here, okay. Here's here's my here's my kind of like uh, elevator, you know, blender pitch. Yeah. Like this meets this, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, forest management meets. SimCity, which is kind of an older reference. Yeah. Oh, city, well, city skylines might be a. I need, that's the only thing I was thinking. Sure. Of. That's why. I, <laughs> that's why I need to do it. It's like Windows ninety six. You know what I mean, Casey? <laughs> like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, imagine like SimCity, but instead of managing buildings and districts. Yes. And yeah. It is forest, all forest. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that would be, I think I also would play that game because it'd be fun. It'd be fun to like figure out uh, where you're at, you know, mm-hmm. like, ooh, I want to manage a forest in the tropics over oh. in this area, over in this area. And you can do Those, all of them. That's your DLC that Dude. you, uh, downloadable content <laughs> yeah. that you sell for more at, later See, after the game is popular. Go. Yeah. Uh, the tr- it's like the game colon tropics. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. So yeah, instead of getting little pop-ups that say there's a traffic jam uh, mm. in the Southwest corner of your city, yeah. you might want to, it's like all of the deer are overgrazing the willows. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Exactly. Well, you're going to have to encourage habitat for a wolf. Yes. And then a wolf comes in. Yeah. Thank you, Katie, for your question. I could talk, I could make a whole podcast about that. Yeah. Casey. Hey, that would be great. Hey, if you've got a question for us, want to hear us blab at length, join up and become a premium member at arbitrarypod.supercast.com. It is the place to be for arbitrary love and folk. That's right. Everyone's there who is there for sure. Casey, let's talk briefly about some of the fun things that we give to our premium members. That is a great thing to do. I think the first thing is a little bit of cash in your pocket. You sign up for uh, any of our two tiers, and then you can get 15% off anything on our store. Uh, And in case you want to get more access to more things on our store Mm -hmm. for 15% off, the Cone Club allows you into our secret cone shop. Yes, so if there was a cone that we had... uh, last year yeah some obscure cone that went by in a flash and you think man i would really love that one you can go to the cone shop with a secret password and get in there and take a look at our entire catalog mm-hmm. of these stickers we've got back catalog i believe officially we have every single sticker available that we've ever produced that's incredible yes we did that finally we had to like uh pan it out a little bit to make sure we didn't overload ourselves. Yeah, for sure. And buy 10,000 stickers. Although we would love to. We would love to. You can also get a ton of extra bonus audio content. Sometimes these episodes run a little long and I will just go snip, snip, 
and grab up what we call an appendix, mm-hmm. and I will put it up on the Supercast stuff that you cannot hear on our public feed and ad-free listening. That's right. For our entire back catalog and our entire future catalog and all bonus episodes, right in your podcast app of choice. If you want to use Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, we support all of them, I believe. That's exactly right. You can just upload that, follow that new RSS feed, yes. and oh, you're good. You got and, everything. Casey, it supports the show. Exactly, and you can also ask all these questions to us. Yeah, or just DM us. Slide into our DMs. Yeah, Why exactly. not? Exactly. Works for everyone. You never know what might happen. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Clapp. Alex Croson. We're another great job. Thanks for sharing uh, how, the, how trees affect you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for sharing how trees affect you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I think during these dark days, it's important to, to remember that spring is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. And no, things won't be better, but at least we will have trees to look at. It'll be a lot nicer. That's right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Completely Arbitrary. Hey, we'll see you uh, next time. Goodbye. See you later. Completely Arbitrary is produced by Alex Croson and Casey Clapp. Our artwork is by Jillian Barthold, and our music is by Aves and the Mini Vandals. If you want to support this podcast and become a Tremium member, head over to arbitrarypod.supercast.com. Thanks for listening.